clearly I'm not sad. They're sad. So in that way, I am kind of taking on their emotions, but I would view it as just empathy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. I think this is where we need an expert to help us <laughs> with uh, the ins and outs of being an empath as separate from empathy. Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Lisa. And this is There Are No Tangents. Feels like I see this all in a dream. What's the purpose of a human being? Never mind me. I'm just lost in my thoughts. What's the topic? Ain't no topic. Keep it going. No, no, stop it. Don't get the picture. Then we grab it. With no emotion. What's the logic? Not on the surface beyond that Pull back the curtains, I'm on that Once we take it there, ain't no going back Don't be losing the topic, man We gotta stay on track, yeah You so crazy, yeah, I know it Tell me a story Like a poet, yeah, like a poet We getting lost in our thoughts Welcome to the show Emma and Lisa, they are Hey, hello How's it going? <laughs> it's, it's going uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Does it feel like Monday to you a little bit? Yeah, something's something's amiss. Um, yeah, I'm like, what what the hell? It is nice though that the it was ninety some degrees here in Kentucky yesterday, and now yeah. it's like seventy. Yes. Um, so I think we've seen our last ninety degree day, and we're moving into fall. So fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah, yeah, it is delightful. It is delightful outside. I haven't gone for a walk yet. Have you done a walk today? I did. I took a walk this morning. I wanted to make sure I got it in because I needed to do some stuff this afternoon after we record, but I might have to go back out again because I'm just, I'm looking out at the trees right now, like come to mama. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Yes. So uh, yes. What have you, what have you been up to? Did you, did you get something in the mail? I did get something in the mail. This has been a big podcast week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are trying to get our act together, preparing for our one day podcasting for dummies episode. <laughs> <laughs> We're ready to blow you away. Um, That's right. Um, yeah. A step-by-step guide of you know, do you need a microphone for recording a podcast? We are learning very possibly. That's true. Um, do you, <laughs> what sort of podcast host do you need to go with? Well, if you're hobbyists like us, yes, probably a free one. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> the cheaper, the better. Um, yeah. So my um, contribution to the podcasting this week has essentially, well, I did this last week, has essentially been gathering um, potential artists off of Fiverr to do our music, which was very exciting. That was the fun part. Everything else, Lisa kind of does it because I was like, if it requires a lot of artistic ability, defer to Lisa (laughs) requires a lot of technical skill I'm gonna go ahead and defer to Lisa 
<laughs> so what am, what am I even doing, you know, but anyway, yeah. Well, it's okay because as we have discussed offline, um, everything so far to me is mostly comfort zone or comfort zone adjacent activities and tasks. So um, your expert YouTubing of hip hop and rap beats has really been clutch, clutch to helping us identify appropriate artists and sounds. Yeah. I'm pretty pumped to see. And by the time this comes out, like well, everybody's going to know, like, yeah, oh, like we'll, we'll have some music. Yeah. We'll have the music, but yeah. currently we don't have, <laughs> we're waiting to get the music back. And I'm like, so excited. So yeah. Yeah. I had to demo with, um, a little choice. Um, oh gosh, early nineties, really. Right. Um, um yeah, mm -hmm. I, was, I was working on a, a rough draft of our trailer um, do you want to, do you want to reveal what our practice music has been? <laughs> yes, you're welcome to, if you'd like. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, let me preface this with a little story. So it's been a little while ago now you were like, oh my gosh, I heard, or like, do I, do you remember that song Poison by Belle Biv DeVoe? I heard that. And that's like what we need for our podcast. <laughs> like, Yes, that's perfect. That's exactly the kind of sounds that we want to yeah, go for. Exactly. Uh, and it might end up being a little different. Well, I'm sure it's going to be. Oh, yeah, different. yeah, yeah. But there was just something about that. I remember where I was driving down the road in Danville. I was coming up to a stop sign and it comes on and it's like that. Oh yeah, I that's exactly. Well, we already had talked about like we wanted something hip hop or rap, something like that, right? I think we had already kind of figured that out. Yeah, yeah. and then you were reminded of that amazing song. Uh, never it's try to let a smile. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song so much. Oh man, but yes. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's, that's what's up. So today, and we'll see where this goes and where the tangent goes. I also thought I had a charger in here and my phone or my phone, the big ass phone, my computer is quickly dying. So hopefully we can make it through this conversation and I yeah. not have a charger or I will text Daniel if he comes home for, for lunch and have him bring me one. Um, will be interesting he's been waiting for his cameo i'm sure we really pause this see we're new we don't know what to do but i was thinking about um this this week so i'm in a, a group on facebook that usually has pretty interesting discussions some of them are silly some of them are a little deeper and they just they'll make me think and then um and then of course i want to like get your opinion on it and talk to you about it so one of yeah. the yeah the posts you know it was about like how certain people, they kind of tend to almost soak up or absorb the emotions of other people. And so this person was asking like, 
Do you do that? How is that different for you? Would you say you soak up other people's emotions? Would you say that they don't affect you? You know, and I was just really trying to think about this for myself because I know we've sort of talked about this before, mm -hmm. um, but I was really trying to nuance that difference. Like I often do, because I know we can be similar in a lot of ways. And I would say both of us um, have kind of identified as HSPs but I do feel like that shows up differently. And for me, I'm still like, is that, do I really, is that mm -hmm. a trait that I really have? You know, I still question it. And, um, but when it comes to stuff like this, it makes me feel like I do have yeah. it. But um, anyway, so how would you say mm -hmm. you experience like other mm -hmm. people's emotions? I mean, do you, is it like you're literally wearing them? <laughs> like, or yeah. Yeah, no, I think this is a really um, fun question. And I am thinking about it in different ways, actually. So there's an immediate distinction that I could make for, for people in general is, um, so you're, you're kind of going down the path of highly sensitive, intuitive empath. That's how I think of soaking up other people's emotions. So um, it meaning you're feeling emotions that aren't really yours. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's empathy, alternatively. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm also thinking of um, responding to. Yes. another person's emotions with your own. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm trying to, I'm thinking of an example of that, you know, so for, so let's say my husband is very frustrated mm -hmm. about something that's happening. Yeah. I can definitely feel frustrated too, mm -hmm. but that's not always I'm taking on his frustration. That could be his frustration is making me feel frustrated <laughs> separate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, versus I've definitely had situations where I've been, you know, with a person who is feeling sad and I did feel like I took on that sadness. It wasn't my sadness. I wasn't, um, it didn't feel like a response because the words that they were saying didn't make me feel sad. Okay. Um, yeah, that's so... It's, that's difficult, I think. That is really hard for me because I definitely... So, like, have been in a similar situation. Say somebody is getting emotional, getting sad. And, like, I also will, like, tear up. Mm -hmm. and yeah. I so um but it's just interesting to hear you kind of clarify that like I guess I would have viewed that and maybe it is for me and mm -hmm. I would have viewed that as me responding like mm -hmm. this is going on and this is my response to that so in a way it's like clearly I'm not sad they're sad so in that way I am kind of taking on their emotions but I would view it as just empathy mm -hmm. yeah 
I don't know. I don't know either. I think this is where we need an expert to help us <laughs> with uh, the ins and outs of being an empath as separate from empathy. I think that's a really difficult one. So, so tell me how you experience empathy, because I know that can look different for different people as well. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I've always thought of it like, kind of, yeah, kind of feeling with another, not like, um, you know, that difference between empathy and sympathy, right? Not like, oh, poor you, that must really stink versus like, you know, I, I feel like I'm feeling with that person. Um, it's not like a place of pity. Mm -hmm. And then even to, to that end, um, even a difference I've come to realize like between empathy and compassion even. And like, um, I think compassion often it's similar to empathy, but I think it goes a step further almost. It's almost like, and I'm going to do something about this, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to act. Right. You know? Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. It takes, it takes the empathy from a passive feeling to an active step. Yeah it's the action out of empathy yeah uh -huh. yeah that makes sense to me yeah because there have definitely been times where I've see and this is another component see I'm going of course off on different like little tangents here but it's almost like I can almost distinguish between like moments where say somebody's in front of me they're crying and I can see they're upset. So then I might start crying or feel something because I'm like literally with them in that space versus like, say I'm not physically with somebody in a space. And then it's almost like my brain weaves, like a puts me in that position, like, or, mm -hmm. um, so while I'm not literally feeling what they're feeling, like, let's say somebody that I don't know very well, but I, I'm thinking of somebody specific that I can feel so much grief and sadness for them in their situation. Say they've lost a loved one. I'm thinking, oh, how terrible. I hate that for them. And it makes me sad, but mm -hmm. that doesn't feel like their sadness is yes. on. I'm sad about that situation for them. And part of it, I think, is me thinking of my own self in a yes. way like, yes. oh, my gosh. Oh, that makes me so sad. Because now I'm imagining if I lose yep. my loved one. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Because um, that feels like empathy. Yeah. Versus yeah, like you said, taking on the emotions of that other person. So I'm, I'm thinking of it this way, and I'm not trying to um, say that I have any expertise in this. It, this is just kind of how I'm, as I'm thinking about my experiences, how it kind of feels to me. So uh, I would say, going back to the example of a friend who's really sad and I'm in their presence, 
at a body level, it's like, I would, I could start crying too and often do, and it's not connected to any discernible thought. And I know there are people who say like, you feel the emotion and then the thought springs, or you have the thought even unconsciously and that calls forth, but like out of nowhere, I feel it in my body, which of course, for me, always manifests as tears immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that feels, to me, that feels more um, like that would be the other person's feelings. That's how I thought about it. Whether that's actually true, like, I'm not sure. (laughs) You know, Um, because if I'm just listening, like if they remained emotionless, Mm -hmm. I would also remain emotionless. If they weren't upset, I wouldn't feel upset because I could be speaking the words that they're speaking. So like, I have a specific instance in mind where a a friend was saying something that I very much related to and completely understood, but I didn't feel any sort of emotion about it. It it was like a a topic that I have explored for myself frequently. And I, it just, it doesn't make me feel anything particularly, but then witnessing that person's, um, sort of emotions called up, like that's when I had the, my own emotional response. Mm-hmm. Um, did that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And to me, that just feels really, it feels different than, you know, my husband is frustrated and I'm frustrated that he's frustrated. I, I, I register that in my body as well, mm-hmm. but I realize that that's my response. It's not taking on. Now I will say, I don't know if you have this too. Um, you probably do. If let's say my husband is just, you know, upset about something, disappointed about something and is clearly not acting like he normally would, mm-hmm. I can't be normal either. Mm-hmm. That affects me greatly. Yeah. So I can't just go about my business. Like I'm going to, my, uh, my emotions and my behavior will reflect mm-hmm. whatever he is experiencing. I don't feel, I don't think it works the same way with my kids. I don't think I have that same sort of, I might be, I might feel really sad if they're sad about something. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's, I can't think of a time where I've ever felt that I was taking on their emotions Mm -hmm. as my own. I I think it's, it's in response to, because then I'll, like you were saying, then I will think about if I were in their place or as their parent and I'm feeling protective, for example, it's not, it doesn't feel the same to me. Yeah. Gosh, that is such a, yeah, I don't know that I can not, not be impacted um, by that. And now, and here's something else I was thinking about as you were talking, I felt this way even about us before, and I don't know how it's like received, but like where, it, it usually has to do with um, more anger, like the um, the response, the emotion of anger. Like if you're telling me a situation 
by that time, typically you've already calmed down a little bit. So Mm -hmm. I realized that you've probably been at that, but like, I almost feel like I get, I seem more outwardly expressively mad, but you're like, I've already processed this to some degree. I am mad, but I'm like, I've come down from it a little bit and I haven't because I'm just getting the information. (laughs) I feel like, why am I more mad about this than you? That is not right. Like, um, so it's almost like, is my reaction, does it go beyond ever? And it doesn't typically, I don't think for the most part, it doesn't usually go beyond what the actual person is experiencing. Right. That's, yeah, that's really interesting. I can think of a situation, I can think of, um, okay, so let me just go with this. I can think of a situation where you were dealing with, um, something difficult Mm -hmm. and, um, involving, you know, another group of people and you were incredibly frustrated and you were sad as well. Um, it, it was a very complicated host of emotions and there were specific things that were happening that you had to respond to. And I remember in that particular situation, really feeling worked up on your behalf and quite frustrated and angry. Um, This is where my, I know the right way to do things. And this is not the right way (laughs) comes in. Like my little human resources right yeah person that I have inside um but I I can also think of situations where you have been upset or frustrated or angry and I didn't feel I didn't feel that level of emotion I didn't feel emotionally involved I guess I felt neutral which is my natural state (laughs) so I I'm neutral or I'm like whoa or whoa there's not like a you know uh-huh yes um yeah that's funny yeah but you definitely sometimes will be like oh my gosh this is what they need to do and they need to back off and I'm mad on your uh-huh. behalf yeah oh yeah that as we're finding out you have a little inner HR person too <laughs> sure we'll talk more about this oh gosh yes that's um that's definitely a topic that we discuss for another day um yes it involves not to be cryptic folks um it involves any (laughs) stuff and just some new revelations I was gonna say revelatory information yes rocked Emma's world it's rocked me so yeah I am I'm sure we'll talk more about that, but that's really funny. Yeah. And, and it is funny because it is sort of, um, a little bit of that, like righteous indignation Mm -hmm. and anytime. And a lot of these situations, of course, as most situations, when it involves like people getting angry, it usually involves boundaries being crossed. Yeah. So that's a very, and because I am just well-versed and well-experienced and what it feels like, for people to cross boundaries, um, 
yeah, I can tap into that. Yeah. Definitely tap into that pretty quickly. So what is the mechanism though? Like why would I'll use myself specifically? Cause I don't, I'm not going to try to speak for you, but why will I have such a strong, um, empathic, I think response sometimes in certain situations and not at all in others. Like what, what's the difference in those situations? I do think physical presence Mm -hmm. is a factor for me. Like when you're, you know, with someone versus, Mm -hmm. versus distance. Mm -hmm. And I hear something, here's a question. I don't know if we've ever really talked about, I think we've talked about this generally, but I don't know if we've talked about it specifically. Um, Something that I've really been um, aware of for myself is when I am in the presence of another person or people, how fuzzy I can suddenly start to feel like energetically, like I'm here, but I can't, it's just like taking, there's so much information, but I'm not parsing out any of the information. It's like a freeze response almost. Mm-hmm. And then it takes me a long time. I mean, a really long time sometimes after I'm out of the situation to like even ascertain like, oh, well, the energy of that space felt like whatever. Or when I was with that person, this is how I felt, or this is how they seem to feel. It's like, I have to be away from people before I can start to understand what it feels like, like the information my body has collected. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense to me. Of course, you know, where I want to go with that is like, (laughs) go ahead. I'm just like thinking, Um, and again, I know we'll explore these topics more, but just to be, um, so you're an Enneagram nine and Mm -hmm. to me, that's just that whole, that's what nines do (laughs) literally. It's like Mm -hmm. they disperse themselves and, um, now I'm a cloud, you know, (laughs) and and it's hard to, um, yeah, it's like, you're not gathered up in one thing. Yeah. Um, so because I can only imagine like feeling probably pulled in a lot of different directions if there's a lot of different things going on and if the goal, you know, for the nine is to be sort of unaffected in a way, you know, mm-hmm. um, or to remain neutral or yeah. You know, however, well, it seems that the easiest way to achieve that would just be to kind of erase myself um, and then when I go away, then I can recollect. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm thinking of a, I'm thinking of a specific instance where like, I'm at a place talking to this person and it's like, I, I want to be present and I am listening, but also not and I'm in like a place I don't even know. Like I'm not registering any specific information. It's just like way at a distance. And so like, you know, after the conversation, I'm like, I don't even know how we ended that. 
like what am and it wasn't that I wasn't paying attention, but it's like there's so much other stuff that I've lost. <laughs> I've lost the information that was there. Yes. Does yes. that make sense? I feel like I'm not explaining it very no, well. It, well, it makes perfect yeah. sense to me. I don't know. I I could probably like try to translate that for other people into whatever, but if they don't know the Enneagram, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. That much. I mean, but um yeah, it does make a lot of sense. That is a frustrating feeling. I have had that before, probably not as frequently um, as maybe you experienced that, but it is like you can be in a situation. I think um, for me, it would be like if I'm in a situation where there's a lot of input, like mm -hmm. a lot of stimulus going on, there's loud music, and then these people are kind of talking over here and being loud, and then I'm talking to this person, but then like um, I get interrupted by the, it, it is a little harder because I'm trying to, I'm have to, I'm having to fight against so many more elements in yeah. order to be present. Right. And so I think it's just, that's difficult. Um, mm -hmm. more in that situation where the, yeah, the, the, the chance for overstimulation is higher. Right. Oh yeah. And of course I'm going, so I think part of it could be HSP, highly sensitive person. I think that's an aspect of that trait, um, the stimulation, you know, and it's really interesting how um, in certain situations, okay, so I'll use, um, because we were just at that show this weekend, Yeah, I can go to, um, to shows concerts and be surrounded by people, people touching me, people in my space. It doesn't affect, I don't feel affected. I feel fine and I enjoy it and it's great. Um, but then I can go to a coffee shop to meet with someone and have a conversation and come out of it going, I have no idea what we just talked about yeah. <laughs> because I was so like, it wasn't that there was anything um, specifically distracting. It's not like, yeah. you know, this other conversation, you know, at the table next door was grabbing my attention. And so I wasn't paying attention here uh, or anything like that. It's again, like I keep thinking of like a freeze response, like I'm here, but I, and, and I'm engaging, <laughs> yeah. but it's not like, it's just not soaking in. And you know me, like this is one of my um, kind of fears is like for another person to think I'm not paying attention, that I'm not collecting the information, that I'm not smart enough to follow along or I have, you know, I have a lot of discomfort around that. And so if I'm in a situation, like I just described, and I come out of it, like, I have no idea what's happening. That's really frustrating for me. Mm -hmm. um, and so I guess one of the answers is probably to try to do more grounding, because I know that that situation is likely to happen. You know, maybe there are some practices I could yeah. start with, but at the same time, it just feels um, almost uncontrollable to mm -hmm. a degree. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably more normal than we realize. I think it's much more normal that people wouldn't be able to take in as much versus people are listening so intently. Like people don't, 
people don't generally listen, even if their intention is, I would like to listen. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's hard. And I think it takes a ton of focus and concentration. And so that's why I say, while I can't necessarily relate to exactly the way you're describing that in terms of what did we even talk about? But I can feel like I'm having, I do need to keep bringing my attention back. I can, I'm like drifting. Okay. Okay. Stay here. You know, it's hard. Yeah. Right. And I do, I mean, part of it is I do find myself like thinking about other things sometimes. So that, I mean, that definitely happens and I become aware of it. Like, oh, I'm not paying attention. Like I need to pay attention. But those times where it's like, I am paying attention, but it's like this, the filter or something like it doesn't all quite, I don't know. Yeah. Um, It doesn't, it just doesn't all register and I don't process it. Um, and sometimes I don't process it like really at all. (laughs) And then sometimes I do, it's just like, you know, I have to retreat and kind of be by myself and Mm -hmm. then Mm -hmm. the pieces kind of come together. Yeah. It it sounds like you, it sounds like, yeah, it's almost like a little bit of a delayed processing Mm -hmm. situation as opposed to just right in the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's true. I do think that's true. And I don't experience that with all people or in all situations. You know, I have, um, you know, a coaching client. I feel so comfortable in person, um, which I was concerned about because otherwise coaching has been over Zoom. So that physical distance, I actually find quite helpful. Uh, So I was concerned about in person but I've been very comfortable and it's been great. And I don't have, I don't feel that um, sort of freeze. I feel very engaged mm-hmm. and very on top of the conversation and very, very present. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's just interesting. It's like, I think more with certain people than other people. And like, what is that energy? Yes. You know, it's, and that's something that's so fascinating to me is trying to figure out like patterns between things like, okay, what is it about this, 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 and this, and what's the common denominator and all of that. And sometimes I think it's just, yeah, our nervous system's off or like for whatever reason, we're ha- we didn't sleep as well the night before. I mean, there's just so many factors. I don't yeah. know that you could always nail it down to here's exactly what's going on, but I guess you could start to notice patterns and, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. It's yeah. Well, thank you for entertaining me and my um, questions. We'll have to continue to explore this. If we come to any new realizations about the empathy, the soaking of, of emotions, the, you know, am I thinking about, I know I can do that with myself. I can, I'm having an emotion and I keep overanalyzing it and playing it and playing it and playing it and overthinking it. So therefore it sustains the emotion, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, it stays in your body. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, yeah. And it's not, it's not helpful at all. And so I would assume I could probably do that to some extent, like with other people. Sure. Well. Um, I probably don't as much, um, but yeah, it's really interesting. It is really interesting and um, really understanding um, what being an empath is, you know, how that really feels as opposed to um, just responding mm-hmm. to someone else's emotion. I mean, I know 
it's been, it's defined <laughs> people. And I've heard people try to explain it, but still it's, I'm wondering to myself, well, which is it for me? I'm not really sure. It's hard to, it's hard to know and like feel confident in. Yes. This is definitely an empathic response versus just I'm yeah. feeling pathetic or, you right. know, exactly. Yeah. As with so many things like that, I mean, you can kind of read about it and, you know, I mean, this is just like any kind of like self-assessment type thing, like, oh, that sounds like me or whatever. I, I don't think I would consider myself an empath, but granted, I don't know probably enough about what exactly that means. And I'm also sure there's probably a spectrum. So I almost want to say that I feel like, um, I feel like I probably becoming a mom made me more empathetic. Um, I think I was always like, I would have said I'm a caring person. Oh yeah. And I think I'm a caring person. Um, and I want to be there for people. That was like my intention. But as far as empathy, um, I feel like that's been something that's developed more the older I've gotten. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And we've talked about this before, how sometimes I can be, although I'm deeply, I'm extremely emotional. Mm. I also sometimes have a hard time with empathy, um, which is a deeper exploration <laughs> than where we are today, I think. I know. And that's, yeah, but, that's another really cool. Yeah. That's a really, another really cool topic. We'll have to continue. We're going to have a recording studio one day as well as our own um, uh, podcast network. I don't know if you knew that. I, I already decided it. Just learned this. Okay. Yeah. Brand new information. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to say it to me multiple times. Um, uh, yes, exactly. I will. That's okay. Like I'm going, okay, whatever you say. And then it'll be, you know, two years from now, you'll be like, do you remember? I brought this up and I'll be like, oh yeah, I kind of disregarded that. We already have candidates, you know, two other podcast. Well, technically, you know, three other podcasters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're just waiting to become part of the no tangents network of podcasts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They're completely oblivious, but they are waiting. Yes. <laughs> yes we're gonna shift some timelines yeah I love it <laughs> cool. oh, are we feeling good for today we are we yeah. are we're feeling good thanks thank for talking you. with me yeah thank you for thank you for having me on today <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly it's like who I think I am okay. oh I love it <laughs> okay all righty well I hope you have a fantastic day and I hope you get your walk in. Yeah, thank you. I plan to. Good luck getting your stuff done. Thank you. Farewell. Bye, friends. Bye. Hey, let's get Thanks for hanging with us through today's tangents. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back again soon, but meanwhile, you can follow along with us on Instagram at No Tangents. We would love it if you would subscribe. And maybe even consider leaving us a review, a highly complimentary one. Keep it going, no, no, stop it. Don't get the picture, then we crap it. With no emotion, what's the lie? We just lost in our thoughts.